You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, episode 25, Freak Force 11 and 12. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast Retro, the show that slow dances with your mom at the prom. My name's Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And this is the podcast that uh, talks all things Eric Larson, Savage Dragon. But hey, babes, we're talking about those things that took place in the past. 30 years of comics, and we took a look at uh, miniseries, spinoffs, all kinds of great things. Jim Tell them what's on the docket. We're going to be talking about Freak Force once again, issues 11 and 12. Uh, the start of uh, what could be, in my opinion, up front, uh, my favorite arc so far. Ooh, and, keep, and, keep in, and keep in mind, I've only, this is the first time I've ever read this. Same. Uh, I didn't read these until this evening. And there's automatically... From the minute you see this Dave Johnson cover. Oh my, I, I love this Dave Johnson cover. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. This, you automatically get a feeling, whoa, this one's going to be a little bit special. So, I love it, it, I yeah. love the ricochet tugging on uh, Mighty Man's cape as he's flying, like just that on the cover, just, I don't know, it's just dynamic. It's brilliant, dude. It's a beautiful cover. So, if you recall, last time we were reviewed Freak Force, I was kind of complaining that the Keith Giffen of this series doesn't feel like the Keith Giffen of other comics I've read by him. Mm-hmm. This issue feels like Keith Giffen. This is the kind of shit Keith Giffen would do. This opening sequence with the uh, cosmic cops arriving at Earth and like mm-hmm. yeah. the, the list of all the people dying, that... That feels like a Keith Giffen, Giffen opening. <laughs> I know Larson scripted it, but I I got to imagine it's it's a combination of both. It's just this yeah. is how you open a comic book with the oh shit oh shit oh shit moment. Yeah, he's uh, walking like an Egyptian, and then it Vanguard. gets real fucking. It gets Vanguard's walking like an Egyptian, and then it gets uh, real grim real quick. It, it's fun to see Vanguard too, because. Uh, you know, it, it acknowledges the other characters uh, in their situation because you you know Vanguard would be alerted to this invasion because that's the whole reason he's here. But of course, mm-hmm. Vanguard's also an idiot, and so he gets completely brought, uh, blindsided by it. <laughs> it's cool to see his his, uh, his satellite again. You don't see it enough. I got to say that the Dave Johnson alien ship on the cover is a lot better than what we get on the inside. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. The 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 plus sign shaped one inside isn't as cool as this round one. 
<laughs> that could that could have been better. Vic, uh, I will give him his uh, due though. The cosmic cops, as we come to find out, are cool. They're cool looking guys. Yeah, I, I think some of you his know, best work in this. Yeah, I was gonna say that his art is on point on this issue, and he cut the shit with all the weird panels. Yeah, yeah. You know that weird like silhouette thing going on, like. Uh, just some straightforward panels, you know. There's some even kind of dynamic camera angles. Um, I think I was complaining somewhat, somewhat about the art in the last few issues, and I think it's improved greatly with this one. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah. I think there's been a, you know, I think this almost feels like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a second, like, soft reboot. Like, uh, everyone's putting in their A game on this one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I think if you look at number one, goddamn. Yeah, if you look at the letters page, I think it's this issue. You know, someone's complaining about the Cyber Force Freak Force team up, and Eric's like, "Yeah, he's like, I feel like, you know, Keith and I work well together, but there are definitely sometimes where we just missed the mark, and that was one of them. And that was pretty, that was a pretty bad team up. So we need something to kind of pull us out of that mode. And I think you know we had the the Joey Finkelberry story, which was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and then I think this these next three issues, eleven, twelve, and we'll get to thirteen on another episode. But I think this is kind of like the high mark for the series. Definitely, as far as I'm concerned, the best of what I have read yet. Yeah, I, like I said, I think this is the best Freak Force has been even since its introduction. I, I feel the first ten issues of this series are. Eh, not great. Serviceable. Serviceable. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> but, th- but this, I feel like, this is the real deal. This is why I would be here. It's unfortunate it took this long for the series to find this kind of these kind of stakes, I guess. Yeah. yeah. S- stakes is what the series has been lacking up to this point. Oh, for sure, dude. Th- this is, you know, up to this point... I don't know, Freak Force, they're, they're kind of bumbling. They're, they're fighting low-level type guys at most points. And this, like you said, the opening scene is really like, oh, what the fuck is this, you know? And then, like, it's really creepy the way, like, their ship unfolds and is, like, just killing everyone and creating their own atmosphere. It, mm-hmm. it really kind of is jarring for this comic. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, like, hold just a whole nother level. When I think about, like... The I don't even remember. This is this is what's a shame about it. So I don't even remember those lame ass bastards in the purple outfits that were just basically purple spandex with no real design to it. And yeah. it's like you see them, and then think about like fighting them versus like these imposing guys that just drop down. They take out Vanguard. They just start killing people and like uh, the you know the city just all over like choking them out, setting them on fire and stuff. It's a whole different vibe. Although the story does kind of like hang a bell on the fact that Freak Force has been kind of like not taken very seriously because these 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 aliens they put out an ultimatum that says that don't send any of these superheroes to stop us. We know who they are. Yeah. Uh, but Freak Freak Force doesn't make the list. Yeah, I think don't. they mentioned Brute Force and then yeah. <laughs> Jake Farrell's like, How do they even know who they are? We haven't, you know, 
they just we just put them together or something to that effect, which right. we'll see them in a future. Oh, that's right. Brute, Brute Force is a Larson creation, right? It's the one with yeah, uh, yeah. those what's like his, Mo Muscle. Those and, ones, uh, yeah. Major damage. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's funny that uh, you. I mean, you, I'm just glad you mentioned it because I was just kind of like, wow, almost like the point of the story is that Freak Force fucking sucks. Right. <laughs> like, like a bunch even, of amateurs. Even Dart is just sort of in this issue where she's just like, geez, I don't know. Like, fucking, I'm doubt, having doubts about this team. I feel like that's every issue where they're just like, oh, should we keep going? We kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is they do. <laughs> like, what the fuck made Barbaric think they needed a danger room? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, he saw it on TV. He's just like Horatus. He's very informed by mass media. Uh, he's, he's a dope. He's a big dope. Yeah, it's funny though that that is in stark contrast with the idea that they're like poor, and not doing so good. That they I, have a danger room too. I, I think the idea is they got paid for the Brazil job, and then they blew mm-hmm. all their money on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was Dart's idea too, right? Yeah, like oh no, Bart uh, Barbaric talked Dart into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny because, like, they set up this really super imposing, like, you know, setup. And then they're kind of like, ah, bring in the Z-League. Wah, wah. <laughs> I, the, the scene where, like, Super Patriot goes through the brick wall and the hole in the wall is perfectly circular. Like, yeah. has anyone ever seen, like, you break through bricks? They're always, like, jagged like bricks. You know what I mean? Like, they're never, like, a perfect circular hole through a well, brick wall clearly it, it would was, be still bricks intact you know it would be very rectangular of a, you know the hole poor vic he's gotta fuck it up here and there Sorry, I, I i also that's kind of a dick thing to say one thing i like is like half the half half the issue half the issue is like set up and you'd never see freak force yeah, yeah. which I, I think is actually a really f- fun idea um the these cosmic cops, which we'll find out, I guess, as the, the issue goes on. But uh, I don't know if they even called that in this issue. I think maybe we find out the second issue. But they're really gross. Yeah, they yeah. like those slimy mouths, and then they ha- like they have these spider robots that turn humans into like their little slave drone guys, and they just mm-hmm. create them as little like ant eggs or something that attach to the back of these guys. It's, mm-hmm. it's very, very strange and imaginative. Much better to compare them to the, uh, like, car dealership noodle aliens from the previous, like, the uh, unstoppable ant parasite. Right, yeah. fucking thing. And it's just like, even then, it's this, like, man, the design work is just leaps and bounds better. Yeah. Also, we get more of a what's-his-face, the government guy. uh, Jake Farrell. Yeah, he's got history with Super Patriot, so it's kind of nice to see him tied into things. As like, right. uh, um, oh, and he's still trying to figure out the Covenant of the Sword. They're still kind of in the Larson universe, and he's dealing yep. with that. And then this shit comes up. Yeah, I like um, the old general character who's like, "Goddamn, goddamn, well, goddamn, freak force, goddamn it!" You, you you can sort of tell he's kind of a Jack Kirby type character because he's got the eyebrows and he smokes, which is actually something interesting because nobody smokes in Savage Dragon. But this yeah. guy smokes a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess the guy's fucking rolling. Vic was generous with the fucking <laughs> see, with the, see vape. the Victronics. Yes. Vic's little <laughs> computer system. Yes, dude. Let me ask you, how are you guys feeling about this uh, Matsuda pinup? I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's decent. It's pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it'd actually do better with maybe better coloring, but yeah. it's not bad. It's very 90s. Yes. Very. Oh, my gosh. You can tell it's 90s because uh, uh, the teeth are connected. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of spit in between Barbaric's uh, teeth, too. Mm-hmm. H- Hortus has got a lot of face, too. <laughs> she looks like Pac-Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like good. it. It's I good. like it. I Super like Patriot it. looks I, cool as shit. I actually thought Jeff Masuda did more, but I looked up his uh, credit stuff on online, and I, I guess I just thought they did more, and they did the a few one, ex, few X-Men runs, a few things, but not much. Kaboom. I will say um, there's one thing, like, you know, it's funny, like, artists, like, good artists can really get the feel or maybe you just didn't know the character but dart looks like a little teenage innocent girl when she really should look more like in her 30s as like a kind of a stronger woman you know right yeah (laughs) but you're right though that is a fucking badass looking super patriot like he went fucking off on that robot arm (laughs) yeah Gotta, you gotta try to outdo the Dave Johnson. <laughs> yeah, try and fail. Nice try, Matsuda. I'm kidding. Um, you know, do you notice the random people wearing Christmas hats? What what's what's going on? Is this oh, Christmas? I don't know. During this story arc, I see several Christmas hats in the back. I don't see any snow, although yeah, the issue no Santa the issue does come out in November. Yeah. There's no, there's no like uh, Santas or you know rainbow or rainbows, like uh, candy canes, no kinds of decorations. And yet, I do see random people wearing Christmas hats here and there. It's funny. I can't, it's cracking me up that the there's a panel that well the one we were talking about with the hole in the wall when they're all mm-hmm. peering out the hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on with Rapture's chest? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just saying, like, has Vic ever seen a woman? Like, what is, what is, what is happening, dude? It's rough. Really weird. Poor Vic, yeah. Little is right. <laughs> little low, little weird. We do get a little, we do finally get back to uh, Chelsea Nirvana, uh, and uh, this other guy, who I recall we saw very briefly in an earlier issue, I forget Jerry, what the is. inhabitor, the inhabitor, yeah. So that plot line's still moving along. I um, will say that uh, it's funny because I feel like Vic's faces above anything else. I feel like Vic's faces are kind of getting less stiff, right? And yet there's still a lot of Vicisms in them. But yeah. like that that face where Chelsea's tongue is sticking out, just right? That, good face that I feel like he couldn't have drawn at the beginning of this series he's improving on the job that's what I'm saying yeah we're learning a little bit more you know I mean Jerry has definitely got it out for Barbaric and Ricochet mm-hmm. and we'll find out more as we go along 
Then we get this quick cut to Johnny Redbeard, which I'm pretty sure is not followed up on in the next issue. <laughs> no, it's his first appearance. Is it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, they talk the about him time? in the Megaton Savage Dragon, and, and it's more of the joke to kind of introduce, you know, a crack on John Byrne and introduce the John Byrne-type characters. But uh, Johnny Redbeard, the very first time he's shown, is drawn by Vic. Vic did a good job, dude. I remember later when this was drawn by Eric, I was like, ah, it's pretty cool. Like, he's kind of, like, got a cool design there. Uh, yeah. I think he only shows up, like, one or two times in Savage Dragon. Well, one or two. Before he's one, turned one, into the big head. Big head, yeah, yeah exactly. Modoc. <laughs> in the Savage world. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not as, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as impressed by his, uh, his, his, his appearance, his costume. But it does make more sense now that if he was designed by Vic, why he looks the way he looks. Because it is kind of a Vic look. Very Vic. Yeah. But for Vic, it's good. I mean, look at Vic's other designs, and goddamn, this is like head and shoulders. This is the man who, if you look at this thug that is standing just opposite of Johnny Ray. And, and his, hot, his hot pants? Yes. His hot pants and sleeveless vest with a popped collar? What the fuck? What fashion is that? <laughs> Johnny's got tea and scones just sitting scones. on the table. And look at the background over Johnny's uh, right shoulder. That is Wolverine fighting Venom. Yeah, Johnny Redbeard only shows up in uh, Savage Dragon 51. Really? Damn. There's a flashback. He's in... I don't think that can be right. I thought for sure he showed up in... Yeah, doesn't he show up gang, when he gives up... War. Doesn't he show up when um, he gives, uh, not Bludger, and the other one? Um, what's his name? His Bludgeon. The maybe, maybe, maybe it is Bludgeon. Like, Bludgeon gets his the powers from Johnny. Yeah, the big guy. Who's not Brawn. The other big guy. He, he doesn't show up. No? He's, he's, he's like, it's kind of like an off-panel thing. Oh. Well, yeah. he's in backups in like 115. Maybe that's a backup flashback. But the rest is like him as, you know, the creator. Right. Yeah, when he's the creator, then he's the Modoc. You know, when he got a big head. Yeah. But I feel like he was showed up in Gang War in the 20s at some point. I, I could be I, wrong. I could have swore that was the case, too. I have a very vivid memory of a full-body Johnny Redbeard drawn by Eric. There is one, yeah, definitely. Well, at any rate. We'll anyway. get to it. That's uh, issue 11 in the history books. And f- as far as ads go, we don't have anything too memorable. We just, I got to say, Bendy Violator is going to get love for me every single time, dude. <laughs> Only from Todd Toys. This, is, this must be before they all became statues because I see that Spawn has joints in his legs. Yep. Yeah, when they were just real playable action figures. Imagine that. <laughs> they, w- they, w- they w- Kids they, still they, collected them. They, w- they wouldn't be this way again until... Just just now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, McFarlane action figures are actually really, really, really fucking good right now. Well, these were actually meant to be played with, honestly. They weren't really, like, just supposed to sit on a shelf. Right, right, right. So, yeah, Freak Force 12. I was going to say, jumping to issue 12, uh, Craig, you are instantly, Vic instantly redeems himself. That is a jagged brick wall right on the cover. There you go. <laughs> nah. 
and uh, Rapture's boobs don't look as weird. Yeah, total redemption, dude. He still gave Hortus that giant lip. I don't know what he's committed to it, but... He's got a giant head. Mm -hmm. That's how you know she's a woman. Now look, dudes, here we are. I guess Vic chose to make it Christmas-themed because this next issue prints in December. Yep. And there's the woman with the Christmas hat right on the next page. That's definitely a Christmas hat, yes. So... He always gives this... his woman giant ears. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Serviceable. Well, this whole issue is pretty pretty straightforward uh, in terms of uh, getting the team together, ready to infiltrate uh, these cosmic cops, which are def- more clearly defined in this issue. The big the big problem the uh, government get- types are having is that. Uh, they have very little information to go on, so they're going to send Freak Force in to gather as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Right. This is where we're, we kind of learn that they're turning regular humans into these kind of soldiers. Yeah, these kind of robots. That This, um, this scene, so it's like the one, two... The third page, Eric borrows these panels for Savage Dragon 100. Right. So if I remember the alternate take, if I remember correctly, like one of the big things, one of the big changes in the Savage world is that Cyberforce saves New York. Cyberface. Face saves New York. (laughs) Uh, Big difference. So huge. (laughs) So all all of this, all of this death and destruction, all of this death and destruction in New York doesn't happen. But then Cyberface turns around and uses that to become ruler of the world. Well, yeah, I think he's able to tap into the alien tech. Right. Cosmic Cop, Co- Cosmic Cop in Martian technology is how he got such a firm grip on uh, right. on the Earth as it was. That's why uh, Dragon's hunted mostly by flying saucers. Yep. Between the Mars Attacks guys and the Cosmic Cops, yep. he was able to superpower his powers. Right, right. He had access to all his alien technology. And so they're like, I remember like in 100, like I think it's Powerhouse and one of them's like, hey, you know, we saved Earth, you know, that's great. And he's like, he's, you know, he's like, what are we going to do now? And Cyberface is like, what do you mean what are we going to do now? He's like, I save Earth for myself. We're going to rule it, you know. And everyone's like, oh. (laughs) And that's where, you know, whatever, Khan, King Khan or whatever Mm -hmm. comes from. It's cool as shit to have finally read this because the cosmic cops are literally a thing that has been referenced in Savage Dragon for 30 years. And, and you don't you don't really ever see them. They get referenced, but you never see them, what they look like. And I think part of that is, if I remember correctly, Eric has not used a lot of Giffen creations after Giffen left. Like, I don't see, I think we see a lot of Covenant of the Sword and we don't see a lot of cosmic cops after yeah. after a certain point. I think it's just because he he's either not as interested in them because he didn't create them. I or, think that's the case totally. Yeah. Yep. So gets, well, that's why that's why he made Johnny Redbeard into the creator. Right. That's another thing because Johnny Redbeard was his either his design or his uh, concept was a Giffen idea. So he well, reworked no, it. Well, no, because remember here's the here's the thing is the Johnny Redbeard started in the Next Man. I mean, started in Megaton Man. Right. So John well, starting Savage Dragon versus Megaton Man. Yeah, yeah. He, he's mentioned. He's he, he's mentioned by name. Yeah, he's mentioned by name. Giffen gives him an appearance here. Right. And then Larson 
takes him back into his own thing in Savage World as the creator. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember reading that he just, you know, it was supposed to be just a throwaway joke. And he just yeah, it's a joke. Because they're all they're all they're all based on him. John Byrne creations. All the Nick's but then friend. he just makes him the leader of the the homages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're homages. It's the best panel ever. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, ultimate ultimate erected is the best joke ever. <laughs> not not medieval uh, Sandman. No, <laughs> it's good. Dude. Um. <laughs> I think Vic does a good job with this uh, splash page of uh, the Freak Force and, uh, of course, uh, the old guy and his wife. Yeah, Big big Man, who, again, are characters we'd see briefly at issue... No, Mis- actually, Mr. Not Big. Mr. Big. We see yeah. them briefly. There's a, Liberty, there's a Liberty League story in something. I can't remember if it's 100 it's, or... There's a, a flashback issue. in Super Patriot, isn't it, where we see them? Maybe. Or no. No, it's the one where... Um, uh, Dread Knight on the cover, right? And That's Eric the, does yes. a flashback in different styles. I think it's to show the breakup of the Liberty League because um, I believe Super Patriot has ideological problems with these guys because mm. uh, he's a liberal and they're conservative and they just don't get along. <laughs> Imagine that. It's weird. It's a weird plot choice, but okay. And also, they don't get used very much. They get mentioned, they get shown here, and then you don't see them again for the rest of the issue. Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to, yeah, I don't know. I, I, they're just supposed to be like that whole Ant-Man and Wasp type. Yeah, because the Liberty Friends League has a lot of, has, has a lot of uh, Avengers qualities uh, where mm-hmm. Super Patriot is Captain America and Mighty Man is Thor and these two, and then Battle Tank, he's part of the team too. So it's like, it's like they're basically the, event, the founding Avengers. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, they needed someone to die. <laughs> I will say that uh, I find it just a bit silly that Vanguard just gets something dropped on his fucking head again. Yeah, it's like comedy. Like, like yeah. I'm just about to like warn them, and then something falls and knocks him out again. I couldn't like, tell. I, I couldn't tell if that was just happenstance. Something fell. I guess. It, okay, okay. There's another one on the ceiling, so I guess it really is just an accident. It shouldn't have been elf. colored green. Like that kind of throws it off because it looks like something shot him. Right. Yes. That, that's what yeah. that's what messed me up. Yeah. So yeah, it, basically, this looks to be an explanation of why Vanguard isn't involved sooner or at all. Well, that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is it's just so oafish. And Craig, you're 100 percent on the money. The sound effects are the only. At first, I thought he got attacked, and I was like, oh shit, they're really keeping Vanguard like out. And then I was like, wait a minute, snap! I was like, fucking something just fell out of the ceiling and hit him. That what an oaf! Yeah. What a buffoon! This is where we see that they're the cosmic cops on his little computer. And I guess we... Ha- you know what? I think the only reason these pages are here is because we just saw Vanguard in the story. And so mm-hmm. so they don't want people asking, where's Vanguard? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I think I would have rather he just stay knocked out the whole time. I th- I think the cosmic cops are chasing the Matrix ants. I think that's what comes out of this. That kind of makes sense. I guess it's all in the third issue. Yeah, we'll I can't see. Remember. I, haven't I haven't read it yet, but I think that's why it ties in with like Vanguard and I mean, obviously his race knows who they are and that's mm-hmm. how we learn who they are. We we it's get a cool concept though. They're establishing precincts. But yeah, I guess it just we aren't really it isn't really clear what they're policing though. 
if they're trying to control I, the planet or if they're actually looking for something. Well, that's it's just establishing. Guess, yeah, they're basically like fascists. Like right. they're called cosmic cops, but they're spreading definitely terror, but under the guise of control. Like you know, it's just you know, it's funny when when like there's like alien language and they just use like terms like cops, right? <laughs> like, yeah, cosmic well, that, cops. Well, I mean, there's there's precedent for that. There's there's some interesting quirks to like the Japanese language. When you translate it into English, you get really, really literal concepts or things that simply do not have uh, straightforward translations that you have to replace with something that doesn't make as much sense. So it's not yeah. it's not crazy that that would happen. It just seems like it would sound more real if it was like cosmic officers or cosmic law enforcement. But it's like cosmic cops just kind of sounds silly. Or cosmic <laughs> controllers or cosmic like... Something like that. It's the cosmic cops. Yeah, copper. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you. I always thought cosmic cops was a little bit of a weird name. But uh, it's memorable. I will say yeah, that. Yeah. It sticks out in your head and stays yeah. with you. Copper. It's true. You, know, you, you never forget it. Yeah, you're never going to forget cosmic cops. Cosmic like what? <laughs> Shut up, you... I like this pinup. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Before, before oh, we get I to the pinup, leaked on my. Uh, before page. before we get to the pinup, I want to talk about uh, Super Patriot. Uh, sorry, Mighty Man getting his shirt blown off again, which is something that happens a lot in this series, where his costume yeah, is damaged. <laughs> they're selling that beefcake. I, I will say that that um, you know that Mighty Man uh, pinup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Al Gordon must have inked that, right? Well, you're talking about this. Pin, you're talking about the pinup. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, not the, the pinup. I'm sorry, not the pinup. The the splash of Mighty Man. Uh, Al Gordon. Yeah, there's a lot of different anchors. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you're right. There are three different anchors in this. It's Mike Miller, Al Gordon, and Chad Hunt. Okay, I actually completely this, glossed over that. That's probably yes. That's probably it an Al Gordon looks page. Very wild starish. Two, four, in the six, eight, ten. Yeah, that's the that's page ten. Yep. That is a great splash oh yeah yeah i think that's why vic's work is singing here he's got a lot of like different anchors and they're bringing work to they're bringing life to his work i i, I got confused because gordon also inks the pinup the pinup yeah which i which i think which is, is a decent pinup yeah it's pretty good yep I think uh, I don't know. Al Gordon is an art is an inker I can usually spot from a mile away. I think he has some. Mm-hmm. He's really his inks are really recognizable, especially when he's yeah. like inking Eric, which is he's done a few times. Uh, it's pretty recognizable on that that Mighty Man splash, especially in the face. Yeah. Uh, he he uh, up on you this time though. <laughs> he it did actually. I'll be honest. I I didn't realize it until now. Um. He inks a lot of Giffen uh, stuff, and I think he, mm-hmm. he he always makes that sing as well. Um, I do not like this dart face on the following page, where she's like, "Oh my god!" What the what, one where, where half her face is covered in hair, or well, the, there's a, there's like a, the one where uh, her and Ricochet are about to like just volunteer to get in line with the other victims. Oh yeah. And she's like, oh my god. And it's like, woof. 
That is not a Vic <laughs> face, but I don't know who did it. That's uh, not a good face. Well, I think the problem is the angle. You're looking up her nose. So that doesn't help matters. It's never a good angle, but also her eye is like the one eye is like looking inward. And it's just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not about it. No. But, uh, yeah, their whole plan of getting of infiltrating the line by just getting into it is kind of... Uh, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that these drones don't seem to have a lot of intelligence. Yep. Of course, they, they're shown to show even less intelligence later when Ricochet uses their powers in plain sight and they completely miss it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, they might not know... I don't know what human powers are. I don't. I have no idea. Well, it, it's implied. There's a line in here somewhere where the cosmic yeah. cops seem to be looking for superhumans. Uh, right, right, uh, it's, right. It's well, that's the reason they're not using their powers too. They're like, right. They don't want to draw attention to themselves. Barbaric and Ricochet as they emerge from the water. The bottom panel on the opposite page. The one guy goes calls them Terran paranormals. Right. So you know he recognizes that they're super powered. Which, uh, yeah, it's interesting if they're trying to find other, you know, superpowered paranormals, that sort of thing. Or, we, or at very least, uh, get rid of them because they know they're the biggest threat. Guys. Barney. It's just funny to. <laughs> it's just funny to have Rapture called Barbaric Barney. That is his name, though, right? Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't seem right. It's know? like Barney Red Bear or something. Yeah, Barney Running Bear. It's like, come on, Barney. It's, I don't know, it's just funny as well. Yeah, they like, uh, the uh, for whatever reason, the Cosmic Cops uh, are kind of taken with Barbaric. They want to study him. Well, he's a, he's a little overt, hard to miss. I will say it's a little interesting the teams they've chosen, putting uh, Barbaric with Rapture and Ricochet with Dart, when usually it's the other way around. It's right. good, though. It's it's more interesting. Yes. Like, that's the thing, is the minute you see uh, Barbaric and, you know, Rapture and how they interact, it, it's, it's instantly more interesting than just saying Ricochet and Barbaric, you know, do their usual Ricochet and Barbaric thing. So it was a good call, I thought. I thought it was uh, made for more interesting dynamics. All right, so apparently the reason why there's several anchors on this issue is because this is Mark Miller's last issue. All right. Yeah, it looks like he's he's gone. He wants to make a name for himself as a penciler. Well, we all know how that ended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like the different anchors. I think that he was a... Uh, Probably, if going by this issue, he was probably a reason why a lot of Freak Force looks shitty, is to be honest. Because clearly, if Vic has a different inker, Vic's work goes to a different level. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like good riddance, Mike. Yeah. Well, See ya. Well, well yeah, a lot, a lot of the weaker art issues were, were inked by them, so. Definitely lazier. These, the, the, these last few pages by Chad look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because he's going to become the regular inker, at least according to the uh, letters page. Ooh, cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, listen, here's the thing. You know, we're hard. We're hard on old Vic. You know, the, the, the Giffen the Giffen Larson gumbo doesn't always make a delightful stew. Sometimes it's just two things that taste great but don't taste great together. But you know what? 
these issues sing for me. This is Freak Force as perhaps it should have always been. Just my opinion. Just how I feel. <laughs> I give them uh, eights. Yeah, I mean, looking back on it too, the the fact that Eric made the Cosmic Cops a big plot point in issue one hundred for like mm-hmm. the Savage World kind yeah. of also strengthens these issues a bit for me. Mm-hmm. Where it feels like now, looking back, it's not as, they're not as throwaway of a character. Which I, I don't think they're ever throwaway characters, but they're not, they're they're way more memorable now, knowing the impact that they have. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, as I'm reading these, like, I'm super extra engaged because the crux of Savage World was that, you know, Cosmic Cops came down and Cyberface jacked their stuff. And it's like, oh, when you see how, like, much ass these guys are kicking, it's like, okay, I see that. In Cyberface's control, that would be incredibly lethal. I also, it's too bad we didn't do... 13 and with this just to, to end the arc but I mean no need to rush through them uh, I, I like how some of the characters shine in the, the ending of this you know, you know storyline so we'll get to that next issue cool. next episode either of you uh, notice the cowboy in the last page yes random, <laughs> random cowboy it's like yes. howdy doody or something and, and, and fantastic three man Fantastic Three guy, yeah. The cowboy and Fantastic Three guy. There's always some weird shirts in, in the pages of Freak Force, i got to tell you. Vic's, uh, among Vic's many weaknesses, making <laughs> weird extras. Savage Dragon and weird it, spandex. Is that a weakness? It's only a weakness <laughs> in that uh, they don't seem natural. It's like, what the fuck is this cowboy doing here? I mean, not everyone can do scribble people like Eric. Well, fair. I, you know, I will just say that, like, to me, again, these have been the strongest issues. Like, look at the rapture. Getting out of the water with uh, Barbaric. We actually got a wet-haired, sexy rapture. Vic has never drawn a sexy woman in all in, in all 12 of these issues. I uh, so. Okay, so I'm going to have to stop you right there. I think he draws Dart real real good. I don't think he gets Rapture very well, very good. But I think his Dart is on point. Yeah, the Dart's decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a jaw like a moose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, we know what Jim's into. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's moose that jaw. one... What's who's that wrestler? The man, Becky Lynch. Yeah, Becky Lynch. Yeah, Becky Lynch has got the jawline. I mean, it can work. What? Just Vix, Google, dear listener and Craig, Google Becky Lynch. I know what Becky Lynch looks like. I've never noticed not, her jawline. Not, not you. Dude. Well, you know who's got a strong jawline? Jennifer Gardner, and she's pretty smoking, or at least she was. I haven't seen her in a while. Excuse me. My point was is that a strong jawline <laughs> can be very sexy. What Vic gives is not sexy. It's like a fucking General Slaughter jawline. <laughs> a Sergeant what, Slaughter What am I looking up? A wrestler? A wrestler? I, dem- I, dem- I demoted him. <laughs> Becky Lynch. Yes, she's Becky a wrestler. Lynch. Yeah, Becky Lynch is a wrestler. One of, a the best, wrestling talk. one of the best wrestlers of our generation. My Listen, generation. That I've never heard of. 
She does have a jaw because she makes t- she made a tweet joke about it. She said the jawline more structured than your life. Respect it. I was like, oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah, anyway, it's not too Vic, bad. I'm saying Vic. I'm sorry. His dart, his rapture, horrible. In this issue, sexy rapture. That's progress, baby. As far as I'm concerned, that's progress. You got kick-ass aliens. You got, like, some respectable action and poses. Right. He's getting there, dude. I always have said every issue got better and better. Well, Like, this series is on the upward swing. Oh, yeah. This is good. I love this. I want more of this. I hope we get more of this all the way to the end. We'll see how that pans out. Because I don't know. I haven't read anything past this. Me either. I'm, you're getting my first time impressions as well. Unlike Craig, who somehow remembers all this stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't remember the important stuff, but I remember all this stuff. <laughs> and then I'll, it'll be a bunch of stuff I didn't remember that we'll get called out on. Mm-hmm. Hey, look. Thanks for I listening. Like, oh, I want add one Before we close this out, one thing. The Savage Dragon sculpture ad. Oh, yeah. Orders exceed production. Uh-oh, is that what it says? How many of these things do you think were made? Orders exceed production. Do you see it on the ad? I'm looking through my issue. Which issue is this? Oh, it's on the inside of the flip, isn't it? Uh, the yeah. poster, isn't it? Yeah. Let's see. Orders exceed production. Hm, what a weird and unexplained thing. People were shelling out big bucks for this thing back then. It's funny, you know, thinking about, like, the Internet age now. Mm-hmm. It's like if you saw something you liked, you just sent a check or money order and hope the thing came back. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. allow six to eight weeks for delivery, you know, just sitting there hoping you get it. Yeah. And who's Scott Turnbull in Honolulu, Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> Savagely beautiful Scott Turnbull, Honolulu, <laughs> Hawaii. Like, like, who is that that we should respect that? Like, <laughs> What does savagely beautiful mean? You know? All I know is uh, those uh, statues are very prone to their fins breaking off. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. It's okay. It's not great. <laughs> it looks like a porcelain thing. Is well, it it's... a porcelain? I... It's made... It's, um... Actually, I'm not sure what it's made of, but it's stone of some kind. It's definitely not uh, PVP. PVC. uh, Vinyl, whatever it's called. Yeah, they wouldn't have been. Vinyl is kind of something they got into, like, the, you know, after after the 90s. This would have been, like, some kind of fucking... (laughs) Not stone. I don't know. Oh, is it called resin, maybe? Ceramic. Ceramic, yeah. This would have been well. Resin could be anything. You could have plastic resin. You can have yeah, porcelain, something like that. Well, for hundred hundred and fifty bucks, it better be made of stone of some kind. (laughs) It's just wild. It's wild to think of this thing just getting you know sculpted and hundred fifty smackers sculpted and produced by this one fella. Got the wrong. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It was right at the time. Now it's wrong. They sell a replacement fin. You know, I mean, if they were forward thinking, you could pop his head off and just pop a new head on. 
Do you hey, guys listen. know anyone that has this? No, no. I've never I, met somebody. anybody who has it. Me neither. Somebody no. in the, the page has it. Somebody does. I mean, I think a few people do. Uh, although, mostly I see pictures of people with their broken statues after a move one, or something. Well, the funny thing is, is the one I see is the one where he's flexing his arm. Right. The bust. Oh, oh the, the bust. bust. Yeah, yeah, I see that too. The bust so, is cool. I like the bust. Yeah, see the I should have pulled the trigger on that. I wanted it, but I don't know. I'm not into statues as much. I'm not either, and that's why I just ultimately didn't. I but guess it was a bust. It was a bust, but it was Hey, listen, thanks for listening. <laughs> dear, thanks for listening, dear listeners. I appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can send your feedback, comments, you know, secret recipes for pink sauce to us at savagefincast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Coppers. <laughs>